Welcome to this episode of the Left Behind Game Club. This week, we play Grow Home. A small scheduling change. Uh, this week, we're putting out our Grow Home episode that was going to come out in June. We've now shuffled our The Witness episode. It is now going to come out on May 30th as opposed to this week. And then after that, our previously announced Star Wars Republic Commando episode will come out on June 13th. We have tons more content that's coming out in June. Uh, we'll have more announcements on that as we get closer to June and then closer to E3. Wink, wink. Now back to the episode at hand. Mike missed our last episode, but he's back, and he's already messing up our intros. Way to go, Mike. Thanks. You're welcome. (laughs) Welcome to the Love Behind Game Club. Our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. Wow, you really picked that one up for me. Thank you. I'm happy to be here for you. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCourt, and today I've got two friends with me. The first friend, he's here. Right in front of me. I can reach out and touch his hand. His name is Michael Ruffalo. How's it going, Jacob? Is my hand clammy? Your hand is fantastic. I love holding it. Thank you. It's very warm, isn't it? Very warm. This is awkward. Let's talk about our Let's second guest. start that again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry. That was... I don't want to start on an awkward, awkward note. Oh, my God. I'm going to go to Mo first. Okay. Welcome to the Left Behind... <laughs> You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCourt, and today I've got two friends with me. The first friend is joining me through the power of the internet. It's Mo Murtati. Yeah, yeah, let's play. And then my second friend, he's across from me right here on the table, the wonderful, the hat-wearing Michael Ruffalo. I'm here to wear hats and talk about a video game. And we're here to talk about a good game. That game is Grow Home. It came out in February of 2015, developed by Ubisoft Reflections, published by Ubisoft who wants to talk about this this very good video game? Mo, I think you're you're raising your hand. Let's get it. I'm usually pretty good at badly explaining games, and Michael comes in for like the fill up and like explaining it correctly. So here we go. Grow Home. It's a game where you play a robot in like a low polygon world, I guess, where you're I, I guess a gardener, and you start growing plants that you control through the power of grabbing them. <laughs> and connect them to like energy orbs, which make the plant grow even farther up until you get to a spaceship that says, hey, good job. You made it all the way up here. Um, yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. Nutshell. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's can I, the game. Can I make a few additions? Go for Your it. Your robot, his name is Bud. Bud. You know what Bud stands for? Oh. Botanical Utility Droid. Isn't that adorable? Yeah. Your computer. Guess what your computer's acronym is? Mom. 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 And also, you're trying to get the star plant to oxygenate your home planet because, yo, there ain't no oxygen on that planet. That's true. Why there is a need oxygen? It's a good question, Mo. Mm-hmm. That is a great question. Um, mm. who, who wants to just dive in? Should we talk about kind of how this game came to be first or just kind of dive right yeah, into Jacob, it? Yeah, Jacob, can you hit us with the story of how this yeah. game came around? So Ubisoft Reflections. Uh, they are well known for the Driver series. I don't know really? if you guys have. Yes, have, I had no idea it was a Driver team. Yes. So, have you played Driver before? I've played a lot of Driver. Which ones have you played? Driver Three, mm-hmm. Parallel Lines. That ain't good, but go on. <laughs> uh, the, 
other driver games that I'm blanking on the title because it's been a while since I played. Yeah, them. Mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. I think I've rented one, but I can't remember. Yeah, and then there's Driver San Francisco, ah, San Francisco which is the one that came one. out, which was amazing. Really enjoyed that one. That was such a good game. Great multiplayer. Reminded me of Midtown Madness back oh. on uh, Microsoft Zone back on the old computer days. Boy, nope. yeah, nope. get Deep that cuts. get that DSL going. Um, they also uh, worked on Stuntman for the PS2 back in 2002, Destruction Derby for the PlayStation, and then they also were the lead developer on The Crew. So their their expertise mm-hmm. is in driving games, mm-hmm. right? That's so they so weird. they make this eight person team, and they say, you know, we're going to make a game in Unity. This mm-hmm. eight person experimental team comes out with Grow Home, and from what I remember, Ubisoft was killing it with downloadable titles. They were doing like Child of Light, they were doing Valiant Hearts, they were doing Rayman mm-hmm. Legends all the stuff on their UbiArt framework engine. But then they're like, you know, we're going to make a game on Unity. And that's how this game kind of came to mm-hmm. be. And my understanding is that this game was supposed to be just an internal type of demo test thing to start learning how to develop on Unity and try new things. Um, and it was so loved inside the company that they were able to you know, decide, why don't we just release this for everyone to play? Mo? Yeah, the biggest thing too is like, the first time playing the game, I, because I develop in Unity myself, I'm like, this is definitely like something you can build very quickly right now today. And it's similar to like the intro tutorials and walkthroughs that Unity themselves kind of walk you through. So if you, anyone out there listening is ever wanting to be like a game developer, Unity is probably the best platform to learn right now. As of maybe a week ago, they actually released a bunch of like standard packages and like assets. So you don't have to be creative and know how to make this little robot guy or those plants. You can just hit a download button, put it in a world. They have the code already built in to like move your, your guy. This is like this game is the standard of like what you can do within like a weekend and deploy easily as long as you have a storyline and you're pretty kind of want want to put the time in. But yeah, it's very standard demo-y. And the fact that it came out two, three years ago, it's like, okay, that kind of makes sense. That's probably when they were making all these demos. In the, in the games, in fairness to the game, it's probably like a very extended version of a demo. Like you would probably have like the first 10 minutes of this game be the demo. Mo's shaking his head. No? Yes? Well, you're, yeah, because you're, you're right. I'm sorry. No, the reason why I say no is because the mechanics in general, all of them in this game are pretty standard to what you can make right now. Um, but with the length, yeah, you need to like, the tutorials won't make you make a four-hour game. They'll give you the bare mechanics of like climbing up, and then it's up to you to continue that story on and add new challenges as you go. So that's kind of the unity piece of this game. Who wants to just start talking about how the game feels and, and what their enjoyment level was? Mike, you looked at me and you said this was just a video game, so I want to know, what do you uh, think? I did not enjoy my time with this game. Okay, And I think it comes down to some fundamental aspects of what this game is and what the important elements of it are. Uh, and I'll explain a bit about why I think I had a poor experience. So the, the first is that this is a platformer. Through and through, the most important thing about this game is platforming. It's jumping. It's being able to move. It's being able to grab the things that you want to grab easily. Um, and it's not like platformers that are difficult, like Super Meat Boy um, or platformers that require, you know, specific jumps and accuracy. I found the movement in this game to be just torturous. Um, you start off the game, um, you start off the game and you're told you need to collect these energy crystals Mm -hmm. and your robot has these very wobbly shaky legs. And I'm like, 
okay, maybe this, he just doesn't have enough energy crystals and maybe when he gets more, it'll get better. Mm -hmm. And these controls will really tighten up. And that is not the case at all. Your character starts out as if he's a drunk, just (laughs) wobbling everywhere. And it's incredibly difficult to to do that. No, definitely, Michael, you're definitely having withdrawal, or sorry, flashbacks of Shadow of the Colossus and holding on to the giant colossi and falling. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. You're climbing up and up, and then, no, and you're just like, ah, I hate so this game. So frustrating. So frustrating. Yeah. And so, like, the other element, aside from walking straight or <laughs> slightly jumping up ledges, is that you have to climb and control each of your hands as you climb. Mm-hmm. And that because I was using a mouse and keyboard and not a controller because I played this on my PC. Um, it was an exercise in frustration and typically I don't love platformers on a PC, but when I think of other platformers or platform puzzle games like trine, they are very good with a mouse and keyboard. You don't notice the frustration of not, not having a controller. Um, but in this game, I definitely noticed the frustration. Mo. Yeah, but the, I know as soon as I played my version, the first thing that flashes up is, hey, this game is meant to be played with a controller. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I can definitely see how it might have been frustrating. I know with the controller, the base mechanic is right trigger is like your right arm to grab, left trigger is your left arm to grab. So you kind of have that, like, you're able to control one arm, one arm, one arm. Um, but how did it work on the keyboard? Like, what, would, what did you have to do? you have to click left, click, right click or something? Yeah, just oh, a lot that of sounds awful. That sounds that awful. That sounds bad. Okay. It was not good. So you played it on PC. Mo, you played it on PC. I played it on yeah. PlayStation 4. Yeah, and just to clarify, I uh, played it on PC, but with like an Xbox Elite controller um, versus Mike who played it on PC with the keyboard. Yeah, I yeah, I thought about syncing up a controller. Um, and there, there were many times that I thought like, yeah, let's, let's just do this because I'm, I'm, you know, I could do it and it'll make my life better. But then I kept thinking back to how long to beat says this game takes about four hours to beat. And I thought, okay, well, I've only got an hour left or I've only got another mm-hmm. two hours left. Like I might as well just like play through it and I'll get there. But this game took me almost double the length that I think it should have. How long what? did it take you to play this game? It took me like six, seven hours. No, There's how? No way. There's, no, There's way. no way. Do you You underestimate how often you can fall because you can't grab on to the uh, thing. Oh, that's so bad, Mike. I'm sorry to hear your life, man. So it so- sounds to me, because uh, I guess I'll tell you what my experience was like. It sounds to me like you probably played it in the worst possible way. I did. And that's probably why I'm hypothesizing that's why you didn't enjoy the game. Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would. I, that's definitely what I would say. Because when I played it, I immediately was transported to the feeling like when I got my PlayStation 2 and I was playing Katamari Damashi. Like that's the feeling that I got of like there is there is jank in this game. There is a there is a high level of jank in this game, and I think it comes from the fact that they procedurally generate um, your character your character model and how he kind of flails about, and also the physics system. Those two things in play kind of make your guy look like he's totally flailing about. Mm-hmm. But like to me, it's a manageable amount of jank, and I think of like Katamari Damashi back in the day, and like. There was problems with that game. Like they probably could have used another six months of polish, but there was so much charm to it. That's immediately what I thought of. Like you know, uh, it's got the charm of Katamari Damashi. It's got the climbing of like a Shadow of the Colossus. Obviously, not as good. I don't want to like even come close to that. But it kind of reminded me of like Guap and Gurp, like the first Bennett Foddy games. Guap. Guap. 
Guap. Or I'm, I'm saying guap. Yeah, I'm, say, I'm guap. saying Gucci Mane guap. Get the guap. <laughs> Get the guap. Get the guap. I uh, know you're right. Q-W-O-P. Quap. QWOP. And then GURP. Yep. That's kind of what that reminded me of. Uh, so I didn't find this game very charming. Okay. I didn't think that it was especially great looking. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it, w- it had that much character to it. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, your little robot's name's Bud, and it's an acronym for something funny. And <laughs> the the home computer is called Mom, and oh, man, isn't that clever? <laughs> but I just, honestly, I didn't find much about this that was like, oh, endearingly endearing. Mm-hmm. Mo. Yeah, no, I think uh, some of that charm that you're talking about, Jacob, is like because of the ragdoll physics and how like the body itself just flows. And just to kind of ruin that for you as well, I don't think it was more like put into the game. It's just with Unity's built-in like gravity system and like ragdoll physics in general, it's like the default. So when you like reduce the gravity, that's just part of it. And then even when with the the body pieces, that's just the way they fall within Unity. So I, it might have been something to the lines of like, hey. This kind of looks cool as they're like with a demo or like building the game slowly. And then they're like, let's just keep it in. Let's not polish it because there's no need to polish it. It's like, let's just go with it. It was more of like a here, put together a game. Let's learn how this new engine works that's that's just been introduced. I think it was built with Unity 5. Um, so it's like, hey, let's, let's make a game. It works pretty cool. Let's reduce the gravity. Oh, cool. This guy's wobbling now. Let's get in there and just move on. Get it to market. Get it to market. Get it to market. Yeah, this this very much seems like the the minimum viable product. Like let let's 100%. literally put a, a product yeah. on the shelf that works, and then that's what we got. And and I don't want to like discount and be like, yo, this game is minimally viable because they add like mechanics, they layer mechanics in, so you can. I mean, it's it's very slight, but you can like throw animals and plants in to scan them. There's like 20 things you can scan. Mm-hmm. Um, in you addition, can float on a flower. You can float on a flower. You can glide on a leaf. And there then apart go. from that as well, um, as you collect more of these crystals, uh, you end up getting uh, powers. So I think at 10, you get a camera that allows you to pull all the way back so you can see all the way around you, which is very useful when you get you know further up uh, closer to the top of the game to the apex um, and then also in addition you get a rocket like a jetpack which let me tell you before you have the jetpack and after you have the jetpack totally different games I didn't get any of the upgrades all I got was the flower that leaf which I fell the first time I used it never used it again <laughs> uh, and I think that was it for like upgrades or like buffs or anything like that it was just the leaf and the flower itself i kind of just blasted through that like main mission go as high as possible connect the plants to the little planets and let's get this game kind of finished and to be honest for i don't know i know mike you didn't like it early on you didn't have any positives but initially when i jumped in i'm like ah you know what? not bad let's see where this goes all right i connected one little uh, mission one little planet and then it started making the nice little noise the plants started growing even taller like when it broke through the asteroid later in the game, I thought I was like, ah, that's pretty cool. But it ended there. That was like the charm and everything was over once I saw those couple animations. It's not a very dense game. Like yeah. it's it's very sparsely populated with, you know, trees and uh, little animals. And even so, so the whole big mechanic of it is you use your arms, your left and your right. So your L1, your R2 on PlayStation 4. Um, your other controllers on PC use those to climb up but you also kind of get to the end of a beanstalk and you ride that beanstalk higher and higher so that like Mo said you can kind of 
make your you can you know plug it into these these glowing islands that make your star plant grow closer and closer to your uh, your your mothership. Mm-hmm. That's like the the main point of it. So it yep. sounds like I had a very different experience than you guys did. What uh, what did you guys love about this game? Because you started I, off by saying you really liked it. I, the, the crazy thing is, it's not even that, like, I don't even think I liked it almost at all. There was just those few little small <laughs> I'm not, no, I, I, maybe if I came off as if, like, I'm liking it or anything, but I really didn't. It was very plain, and it only had a couple moments where, when I, like, for example, the instant gratification of when you collected, like, the six out of six connections to planets, and you saw that next area grow where the plant kept growing, that was probably it in terms of like me liking it, but I didn't like it at all. Reviews-wise, it, it seems like it did really well. I'm looking over here and on the like the Metacritic, all the different game critiques, and it's floating in like the high 70s, mid-80s for like percentage-wise of people liking this game, which I, I don't understand. I, I, and see, that's, that's kind of, and I hate to be like the guy who's like, a review score is very important, but that's kind of where I would put it. It's like a very... It's a very good, it's a solid game that has a great core, but like nothing to it. So like you can play this game and beat it. I think you said, you know, it took you five or six hours. I think if you just like mainline the game, um, it'll take you two and a half to three hours. I think it took me about three hours to play through. I played it an hour last night and then two hours this evening and kind of got all the way through it. Like I said, it's just, it's it's got a very solid core to it, but it just has like little to no density in the world. Yeah, and to add even more variation, I have my Steam up right now, and it says you've played 112 minutes of Grow Home. And so I, I you beat it. You beat it in under two hours. Yeah, under two hours. But I was pretty efficient. Like, because I when I got in, I'm like, I just want to go as high as possible, connect everything as quickly as possible. And I knew how like annoying it would be to fall. I'm gonna say I might might have fell like really far, maybe three or four times, versus Mike's like multiple falls. So that's I give I give that the sole reason why I won. And a lot of the times for once I fell, I would use plant arms to grow up even more, like grow farther, unintended, I guess, with the name, <laughs> um, instead of like jumping or climbing. I did a lot of like you taking advantage of the plants and growing using them instead of climbing with my hands because I knew how like if you mess up, you're going back an extra 10, 15 minutes of like wasted time. Yeah, because I guess there it's fair to say that there are these teleporters and in order to kind of respawn, so it's like a two kilometer space vertically. And as you climb, if you fall off the beanstalk or if you fall off an island and you're not in a position to quickly grab onto something, um, which I think the climbing in this is like the core piece that I really love, um, you will start falling with a faster velocity. And after you like fall for maybe 100 meters, that's when like if you don't have a leaf to save you, you're going to hit the ground. It could be water. It could be ground. You use the jetpack to slow you down. You, the jetpack to slow you down. You're going to die. Yeah, but to be honest, there's actually a little... I, I don't know if I it's it's a consistent not hack but like little trick that I found. If you're falling at, when you get that like crazy velocity and you start going down super fast, you kind of have a little bit of control as like the direction you're going. If you aim just past a vine or just past a building, you can grab it with your hand and not explode. So oh. like that i caught like maybe after the third fall i was falling and i'm like i'm gonna die i'm gonna die and i just kept like holding on to the grab button and i just grabbed the leaf or i grabbed the branch and didn't have to fall all the way mm-hmm. nice little trip. if anyone's gonna be playing this game which to be honest i think a lot of people have it. it's been given away like free on humble bundle um or it might have been like cheap in like a pack or something that's definitely how i got it i didn't pay for it i got it in like a humble bundle for sure 
It's been ten bucks on it. Oh, and see, no way. Do you have oh, a PlayStation sorry. Four? I forget. I don't. Um, so it was three dollars on PlayStation Four this week. I was very confused that uh, the original Gone Home, uh, Gone Home or Grow Home, Grow Home, yep. damn Grow Home. Yes. The original Grow Home mm-hmm. is not on Xbox Three Sixty or Xbox One, mm-hmm. but the sequel Grow Up was, and I have Grow Up. Um, I'm I'm just surprised it's not on the platform at all. Yeah, and this was one of the first titles where that we played that I didn't already own because like mm-hmm. I just assumed like it was a you know a ten dollar game mm-hmm. like regular price is ten bucks. I thought oh I'm gonna for sure have this so I checked my PC nothing checked Xbox was very surprised like you were that it's not on the platform mm-hmm. which is like a weird oversight for them. It's a very weird PlayStation Four exclusive essentially yeah. because um, Ubisoft Pune helped on uh, the uh, development of the game. Um, and it's only on PlayStation 4 on next gen because it came out, I think, originally first on PC and then Mac, Linux, and then PlayStation 4, I think, is how the how it kind of rolled out. But no Xbox, which is totally weird, like you said. Very weird. Um, can I tell you guys a game that I was reminded of immediately when I started playing this game? Do you guys remember a title on the Nintendo 64 by the name of Space Station Silicon Valley? Nope. No. I was team PlayStation growing up. The name sounds familiar. Okay. So Space Station Silicon Valley is a uh, PlayStation, uh, sorry, not a PlayStation. It's a Nintendo 64 game uh, that was developed by Rockstar um, or or a team that was acquired by Rockstar. Let me just uh, check that for you. But essentially the way it worked was, yes, it was developed by DMA Designs, published by Take-Two, which eventually became part of the team that made Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. But essentially, you played as like these little uh, robots, and in the in the robot there was a chip, and you played the chip, and basically you would cool. you would eject yourself as the chip from different animal robots to other animal robots mm-hmm. to solve platforming puzzles. Cool, kind of like Recore. Kind of like Recore, yeah, but an actual good video game. Ooh, sick burn. <laughs> Kind of like Metal Arms glitch in the system. Man, that's such a good game. Such a good game. Yes. Yeah. Good call. Swinging Ape Studios. Is that is that who made that? Yeah. Huh. You know what happened to them? Because I have this weird memory for things. <laughs> no, I Remember don't. Remember Starcraft Ghost? I do. That was a video game. That was them? The, they no, were, but it was not a video game. It was not a video game, but that was going to be their next project. And that's why And then it never came out. And that's why Swinging Ape isn't around? Yeah. R.I.P. Swinging Ape Studios. Um, do you have any other points you want to make about this video game? I mean, it's, it's a two and a half hour video game. Um, the core of it's kind of the, the climbing six. platform or six. If you're playing it, uh, what would you want to see if you were making a grow up, <laughs> which is, which is what came out already, but what would you want to see um, in a sequel? You, you know, I'd want tighter, heavier controls, better platforming, um, tighter platforming, um, Honestly, I think my biggest mistake was playing this with a mouse and keyboard, and I should have really used a controller. Um, but yeah, if I was looking for a sequel, I'd want tighter, heavier platforming controls. What about you, Mo? Uh, I, to be honest, I think a story or anything that I can like kind of care about. Um, it was very careless. Yeah, the bud name is cute. The mom thing was neat. The <laughs> music was okay. But there was nothing where it was like, okay, I care about the next step. And finishing the game, but was there music even in this game? Like besides it some environmental like, stuff? Yeah, it was like very like mystic, like glittery type of uh, sounds. But I wouldn't say it was music. But I think no, at the end, I think there was like a composer credit, so there might have been like an actual soundtrack or something. 
I mean, it was an eight-person team, so you you can't like expect you know the best graphics, the the most music. But um, I guess what I would want to see from a grow up, uh, I think at some point we'll probably play it. Is like you said, just a a little less jank when it comes to the controls and the way your um your kind of character moves. Uh, because there's a lot of times that you're running, like let's say you're running and you have a decent amount of momentum, like you're not stopping. Your guy's not stopping, so let's hope that you can grab onto a ledge or that you have a you know a a leaf that can help you get to a beanstalk before you die. It sounds like a fairy tale the way I just described it. <laughs> grab a leaf, grab a beanstalk. Uh, it doesn't feel like a fairy tale playing it. No oh boy, um, no. It's a short game. I think that kind of summarizes our thoughts. Do you have any closing thoughts about Grow Home uh, before we wrap this bad boy up? You know, if you're going to play it, I could see this being an all right use of your time, especially if you get it for, you know, an inexpensive amount of money. Um, I would just say if you're playing on PC, ensure that you have a controller to use. And if you're console, you're probably fine. Just sit back on the couch and enjoy. Mo. Um, yeah, almost exactly what Mike said. And just to add emphasis, like Mike is the type of guy that plays hard games and enjoys them. The fact that he found this like difficult to like play with like the traction follow his instructions, get a controller, plug it in if you ever want to play it. And like he said, repeating exactly what he said, make sure it's for cheap or don't play it at all. Mm -hmm. And I guess, like I said, there's, there's a lot of nostalgia and a lot of like old game feels that I got from this game. You know, the Katamari Damashis, the space station, Silicon Valley's just in like the low poly and also the way the world looked. Um, I wish the world was more dense, but I totally get why like eight person team, small project. I enjoyed it. I got it for three bucks it was a fun use of three hours. I don't regret it at all. Um, I got to the end of the game and they're basically like, do you want to get the the eight remaining seeds? So basically after you collect um, the, the one seed and bring it back to your spaceship and then kind of transport it off to your home world, um, they're like, why don't you collect the other eight seeds and send them back to your um, to your home planet? I was like, I'm, I'm not, I'm good. Like I don't need to play any more of this game. Yeah. I get it. It's cool. I liked it. I it sounds like I liked it more than both of you guys. Um, yeah. I would recommend it if you're looking for like a fun like Saturday afternoon. This is like to me the perfect Saturday afternoon game. Like okay. you grab a three dollar game, you get your house coat on, you have a nice cup of coffee. Um, you, you maybe you're playing a podcast or some music in the background. It sounds and like you've done this up, before several times. You know, um, everything. Yes, maybe I have. The only thing that could make this better is a bubble bath. <laughs> And that concludes our thoughts on Grow Home. Uh, we have a little bit of business before we let you go, though. Let's first start um, with Mike. Mike, we've got this thing. It's called Discord. Yeah. So if you want to hang out with some people who also listen to the show uh, and who also are interested in these types of games and discussions around this and also really good game deals, uh, go to leftbehindgame.club or leftbehindgameclub.com. And there's a link to our Discord there. Come in join chat we've got a very nice warm welcoming community who's always looking to talk about some cool things i think lately we've been talking about e3 leaks and some fun things that are happening there um but yeah come come on in say hi to everyone mo uh you you've got some business on instagram yeah for sure so we're left behind game club is on instagram uh give us a follow and check out what's going on we usually post uh videos of us playing the game in the wild or us streaming or preparing to record this podcast. Also about what's coming up. Any contests are up there always. Um, and it's a nice place to check out what's going on whenever you want a little heads up as to what we're doing. Get that behind the scenes look. 
And then finally, if you've got Twitter, you can find us at Left Behind Club on Twitter. You can't have Left Behind Game Club. It's too long. Too long. Twitter. Uh, and then we do the same. We kind of share what's going on with the show. Uh, we interact with, with folks from the community. So if you've got Twitter, if you've got Instagram, if you've got, got Discord, we've got you covered. Jacob, where can the people find you at? Uh, they can find me on the internet at Jacob McCourt. And if you want to watch me stream some video games, you can do so at JacobStreams.com. Like some of our upcoming games? Uh, maybe. Okay, Mo. Where can the people find you at? You can find me at Emmertotti everywhere or Emmertotti.com. And you can find me at Ruffalo M on most social platforms or MichaelRuffalo.com. And that, my friends, is one less game left behind.